feel like sometimes life is really mental. Dude, that's actually a really good name for a podcast. <laughs> Even when you lose all hope, you go deeper than you've gone. Hold on till you can't no more. Now I can kind of see the effects. Like, even though it's it stopped, it's like it never really ended. Like, these things that shouldn't be hard are still really difficult. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Really Mental, a podcast where we want you to know no matter who you are, you're not alone in what you're going through. Today, we have a very exciting episode. So make sure you follow, like, subscribe, and rate us five stars, please. Follow us at Really Mental Podcast. And again, today's a really interesting conversation. We have Ava Rose Buene from Canada. Today, we're talking about stalking and Ava's relationship with social media. Even just reading up about her, Harry, I think this is going to be a really interesting chat and I'm excited for everyone to listen. Harry, what are your thoughts on stalking social media? I think I can't really talk on the stalking part as much because I've never been stalked and I've I've never stalked, obviously. But I think from the social media aspect and life on the internet, like it can be a really dangerous place. And that's what we learned by talking to Ava and her experiences. Like people aren't always who you think they are because they have this screen in front of them. They think that they're invincible just because they have that. And I think Mm. that we really saw that through Ava's journey and her story about what she had to experience, which for me at least opened my eyes. But I think personally- I think that everyone should be careful with their life on the internet. And I think that there should be some sense of caution with meeting up with random people or like interacting with random people. And I think that protecting yourself on the internet is a vital thing that kids should be learnt and taught in today's society. 100%. I mean, what you're going to hear today is is pretty interesting, I think. Um, it's definitely a different side. Sometimes when you look at creators on the internet, again, it's it's tough to understand, you know, that they're real people sometimes because you just see usernames, right? But, you know, what people say on the internet, what you choose to write to these creators, you know, it actually has an effect on them because they're humans. So I think, again, I think it's beautiful because it's going to humanize Ava. And I really feel for for some of the creators that have had similar stories. Though she's unique, I'm, I'm sure that she's pretty similar in some of the struggles she's faced, which is, you know, the criticism I guess an obsession sometimes that people have with yeah. sort of following their lives. So just be careful about how you interact with people on the internet. Please be nice. You know, we talk about social media can be a great thing because we have at our tips the chance to make someone's day. If we could see social media turn in that direction, that would be really awesome. So yeah, really excited for you to listen to this chat today. Hope you're having a beautiful day. Make sure you tell us on our socials how you're feeling what's happening in your world. And yeah, excited to get into this. Anything else, Harry? No, welcome, Ava. Let's go. Welcome. Hey, everyone. We have a really mental show on the Amazon AMP app. We're going to be hosting live conversations with some of your favorite guests, including some of the ones on here. Make sure you go follow us on the Amazon AMP app at Really Mental. And we want you to know that no matter who you are, you're not alone. Hopefully we'll see you on Amazon app at 7 p.m. PT, 10 p.m. ET every Sunday. All right. See you then, beautiful human. So Ava, to kick things off, how are you feeling today and where in the world are you at the moment? 
I've been feeling actually really good today lately. I've been doing a lot better. I've been really focusing on myself. So I've been doing little paintings and reading and trying to like do stuff for myself more. So it's been really good. (laughs) Awesome. For those who don't know who you are, are you able to explain like what you do and who you are to them? I'm basically a TikToker. I started TikTok and that's kind (laughs) of how I got into social media. I don't really use TikTok much anymore, but other things I like to do, I like to ride horses. I'm very big into art and music and all that fun stuff. Cool. And I love the way you said like that you're a TikToker. I think your TikToks are cool, so I feel like you can be proud of it. And so make sure you go check out her TikToks. But before we get into like everything you're doing now and recently, what was your childhood like? Like what were you up to before you were doing all this stuff on the internet? Before TikTok, I really was focusing on riding, like riding my horses and everything. I did that almost every day since I was like 12. I did a lot of like art classes, guitar classes, different sports, and it was definitely positive. How do you think Canada influenced your childhood and who you are today? The stereotype that people are nice here is very true. I grew up in a really great neighborhood and all of my friends growing up were very good people. So it was just a good environment to grow up in. And did you always live in the countryside or were you in the city at some points as well? I did live kind of more in the city, I guess, like my whole entire life until I was 17. So just a year and a half ago, I moved to the country. How do you feel like that has influenced you as a person? Because obviously for Harry and I, as city dwellers, when I go out to the country, I sort of feel like so much more at peace. How has it impacted you as a person? I think just because of the reason that we had to move, it was a little bit of a negative start. But I'm sorry, those are my guinea pigs if they're being loud. I'm really sorry. (laughs) No, it's very peaceful. I've always wanted to move to the country. It was something growing up, I mean, being around horses and like, you know, having to make the commute back and forth. It was definitely nice to finally be somewhere where it's so like middle of nowhere. And as you said, very peaceful. (laughs) Is there anything in your life and the way you've grown up so far that you would want to change or anything that? has stood out to you as like a moving point in your childhood? I'd probably say high school. I wish I didn't care as much about what people thought. And especially since I started social media in high school, it was such a big flip. And so like TikTok was so new at that time that it was such a strange concept to everyone. And I just always felt so out of place and insecure. And I I, I really do wish I, I had a little more confidence to just kind of not care what people thought. So I had a better high school experience. We obviously talked to quite a few people that are similar to yourself in the sense that very successful, have these beautiful communities they've built. It's interesting because for a lot of them, that community that they've built, it almost comes from actually the opposite, like not fitting in in high school, even before social media. Do you feel like that was the case for you? Or do you think that when you started doing TikTok and doing well on the internet, that that was the thing that separated you? I think it was the internet and social media that kind of separated me. I feel like it definitely changed a lot of people's opinions of me. I don't blame a lot of people. It is kind of like a weird, especially because of how new it was. Again, it's like a weird concept. So it definitely did kind of switch things up and it really flipped just everything for me. How did you find making friends in high school? It was really difficult. I've always had really bad anxiety, especially social anxiety. So especially being around a bunch of teenagers who also use TikTok, I just always felt like I had these eyes on me. So I never really went up to people and I never really 
introduced myself or tried to talk to new people. And I kind of found myself with just the same little group of friends kind of the whole four years. <laughs> and I think that would be super relatable for people generally. Like I even remember in high school for me, like when you post something on social media or something like people at the school would still talk about what other people would like post. So I can only imagine what it would be like for you. Harry, did you experience like anything like that? Because you were doing social media in high school as well, weren't you? Yeah, I think that everyone knows who you are and everyone will know you as like the social media kid or like (laughs) the person who's like the TikToker kid or like the model kid. And I think they always just like will say just little remarks. And I think it's commonly the younger years, not even your own year. What were some of the things that people were saying to you, Ava? The word cringe was brought up a lot. And I don't blame them. You know, some TikToks, they can be cringy. It's okay. And especially when you're you're making content to like relate to people, sometimes they can come off as cringy, but you know, it's still it still hurt a little bit to hear. And of course. People always kind of picking on how you look or being like, oh, she's not all that. I don't see what people see in her and like all those kind of things. It's like just so many negative remarks that just didn't need to be said and were so unnecessary and hurtful. Yeah, 100%. It's different. It hits different when like you can see those people in real life. How did you deal with that? Honestly, I didn't deal with it very well. I'll be very honest. Like I didn't, there wasn't really something that I did to kind of overcome it. I started not going to school or skipping out on classes or taking Ubers home, just not feeling comfortable there. That's kind of where I wish I just kind of ignored it because it did mess up a lot of my high school for me. But I've always had one best friend through high school who I've been able to kind of vent to and talk to and he's helped me a lot. So he was definitely an outlet for me. High school can be so brutal, right? The experiences we have in high school are unique on a broad level. Like I feel like everyone sort of goes through these things of trying to figure out your place, especially in this weird ecosystem, which isn't really replicated in the same way. Again, when you're forced to like see people every day, is there any wisdom you could impart after going through that for someone who is like really struggling at the moment? Honestly, I think... You have to remember that the only opinion that matters is your own. And I know that sounds very like, you know, everyone says the same positive things as advice, but it's because it's true. It, You know, these people, you don't know them. Their opinion should not matter. It has no substance if they don't know who you are. And especially if it's about how you look, then you just have to kind of think they must be insecure if they're picking on my looks without even knowing who I am. Yeah. And it's not a reflection of you. It is definitely a reflection of themselves. When you kind of start pushing that to the side and just focusing on yourself and the positive things, positive things will just keep coming to you. <laughs> yeah. So gratitude. Facts. Is that something you've practiced like actively or do you just find yourself be more grateful these days? I just find myself to be more grateful. I think when you're going through it, you find yourself to be a little like, oh, I wish I never started this. or I wish I never did this. My life would have been so much easier. But you know, you already started it, you already did it, and it's happening. And regretting it is, it's not going to help. You have to just kind of try and move past it. I think gratitude's a hard practice to implement in your life. I think that it's actually one of the hardest because you have to bring yourself back and actually really reflect on every little thing that you're grateful for and every little thing that you love that you've done. And as Ava said, it's easier to focus on the negatives than the positives. I think that it's just about like putting in place steps of discipline to be able to 
practice those steps of gratitude because you have to really put yourself and sit yourself down and say, today I'm going to say three things I'm grateful for. And it's about consistency. Doing that every single day is really important. When someone says like, oh, you're beautiful. I love your video. Do you feel like you can like appreciate that? Or is it sort of hard for you to like conceptualize? I think every comment that's made on the internet can be hard to grasp because it's not really said to you verbally or like, to your face or in person. So sometimes it's easy to kind of just read it and keep, you know, scrolling. But I try and just like read each comment individually so I can respond to them and every single comment. Yeah, I read every single comment. (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) It's probably not the greatest thing, but I do I do try and read every single one. (laughs) Do you find that most of them are very positive? Because I know we're focused on, you know, getting through when there's negative stuff. Is it a lot of love? in your community? What's the vibe? I would say it's a lot of love. It definitely is. But I do find that I get a lot of really creepy comments too. Sure. <laughs> definitely not majority, but a lot of them are. <laughs> like, How is it making friends considering your social media profile? Does it make it harder to trust people? Do you not even think about it? I think at first it was really hard because it was so new. When I started, people were more eager to become friends with these people. At the beginning, you know, it definitely was a struggle, but now I can tell when someone is is just messaging me, you know, to be friends with me because of social media. And I, I can tell when it's, I can tell the difference. So it's become a little easier to make friends now, especially because I'm more of a social person and I really worked on that. I wanted to go back to the comment situation and ask, how do you deal with those creepy comments? Like, do they make you feel uncomfortable? How do they make you feel? They make me feel really uncomfortable. I think it's just because they're so dehumanizing and they've been doing it since I was so young, like since I was 15, I think. And, you know, I know a lot of them are, are so much older. So it's just a, it's really hard to read them without kind of feeling this uncomfortable feeling. It's not a great thing, but I've gotten very used to it at this point, I think. It sucks you have to go through that. Harry had, <laughs> I don't know how many creepy messages Harry gets, so I'm not going to speak oh, I get him. so many. Oh, no. I get so many. Personally, it doesn't really affect me, but mine are like, mine aren't from like guys, they're from like women. But it's a different type of thing. It's not the same as Ava's. I think if I had a bunch of old dudes in my DMs or comments saying things when I was 15, that'd be a completely different story. And if you go through that, then what tips would you have, Ava? What do you do to process it? It is okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to cry if one of them is, you know, worse than the others. And it's okay to be upset about it. But, you know, try and just ignore it. And, like, if you see it, send it to your friends and try and just, like, laugh it off is kind of what I've always done. Like, I send it to a group chat and I'm just like, oh, my God, look what this guy said to me. Like, oh, my God, it's so weird. Or look at this TikToker who's way too old that is messaging me. Haha, <laughs> like that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> the internet's just such a weird place. And... I want to relate this to an article I read about Ava, who's a vice one. It must be even more difficult to deal with for you considering you've had that experience. Can you tell everyone sort of a bit about that story as much as you want to go in depth about it? Okay, yeah. So it kind of started off with like, he messaged me three months before he hacked me and my best friend kind of saying like, I have something planned. I didn't take it seriously. Neither did my best friend. We were kind of just like, it's some troll trying to scare us. And, you know, it wasn't. And he hacked me on my best friend's birthday. It wasn't really a hack. It was a SIM swap. But hack is just kind of an easier term for people to understand. So yeah, 
he was in all of my socials just posting disgusting things. It was really scary. Eventually it got to the point where he was texting me every day or smashing my car and leaving notes in my car. Oh my gosh. Um, saying if I didn't meet up with him, he'd kill my parents in front of me and take me, like just those kind of things. It definitely made a lot of the DMs and the comments I got more sensitive, I'd say. Like it triggered me a little more because now it's real. Did it just stop randomly or like how did it filter out? Basically, I was told the whole entire time by the police, like, he's not going to get caught. Like, you're just going to have to wait until he stops. I was very hopeless, I'd say, because it's like I'm being told by everyone that, like, nothing's going to happen. Because VPNs and stuff, right, like, he can easily hide behind everything. But he sent me a text, and in the, like, 0.0001 seconds it takes to hit that little button, his VPN turned off, like, just for that little, like, millisecond. And that's how they got his location. So I got like one text from him. And then that night I got the call kind of saying like he's been arrested. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This sounds like the plot for like NCIS or something. I know, right? (laughs) It's a terrible thing that happened. I'm also just really curious by it because I've never heard anything like this, but it probably happens so often. That's the thing. Like it probably happens more than we think. Was he an old man, young guy? Like I remember when it was happening, I was 16. He said he was 23. But then recently, his birthday was kind of released and he's turning 22 now. So I don't know why he, he lied about so he's it. Not I, old. No, he's 20. Yeah, he's 22 or 23 now. That's really traumatic. Yeah. Honestly, I think the only reason I was able to like not kind of go crazy during it was I had a really good stable group of friends. One of them had a house in a gated community, which was perfect. So I was there pretty much the whole time it was happening because I wasn't allowed to be home. So I think being there surrounded by my friends and kind of treating it like it wasn't real, like it was a movie kind of made it a little easier to grasp. But now I can kind of see the effects like now that it's happened and it's done. So like even though it's it stopped, it's like it never really ended. Like these things that shouldn't be hard are still really difficult. How do you deal with that? I try and push myself. I think when it ended and we moved away, being kind of in a space where there's like, you know, no one can find me has helped a lot. But that also means that I have to take the steps like trying to go shopping alone and trying to go on walks and, you know, doing things like that to try and step out of my comfort zone. In terms of like your comfort level, if 10 has been you feel fully safe all the time. Where do you think you're at at the moment, like today? A three. It sounds bad, but it's still very, I have like a drape over like a tape with a thing over my window. And I got something delivered to my house from a stranger today, which was kind of a little shock. So, you know, those things still happen. I think that's why I'm very like always feeling unsafe. Are you seeing someone like about this or how are you like trying to improve and get that back to a five, six, seven. Yeah, I was seeing a therapist when it was happening and probably up until middle of last year. And then I kind of stopped going. I find like talking about it does help, but you also have to like actually take the steps to kind of get out of that comfort level. Yeah, so yeah. now I've been kind of just like doing things to try and make it better, like going on walks with my dog alone and just little things like that have helped a lot. That sounds like it's definitely, as all of us could imagine, being like a massive journey for you. In terms of 
your relationship with social media and stuff. Where is your head at after something like that happens? I think it made social media a very negative place for me and I kind of resented it for a while. I went ghost on social media from November 2020 until just recently. I felt so bad because it's something that I should be so grateful for because, you know, like I have all these like supporters and I have all these opportunities. Like it's, it's a guilt to feel resentment towards it, but I also can't blame myself, you know? How has that experience and all of your experiences with social media and those comments and people influenced your relationships today? Yeah, it's definitely difficult, especially with like relationships, like boyfriends, girlfriends, all that stuff. Like it's really made it difficult, especially because my last relationship, we decided to make it public, which, you know, it's because I want to have a normal teenage life. I want to be able to post my partner and I want to be able to appreciate them and do what all these like, you know, normal teenagers do. But once you do that, you know, especially when most of your followers are guys, my previous partner was getting a lot of death threats and a lot of hate. And especially when we ended, it was just, they still like bring it up to this day, which is so uncomfortable because like you don't want to talk about an ex online, you know, like, and they make up their own little narratives to what happened between us when neither of us made any like why we ended public, but they want to just make up these rumors. And it's just so hard to be so public in a relationship. Is your experience like something that other creators go through you've spoken to? Or do you feel like yours has sort of been pretty unique? I think in terms of the stalker, it was unique. But in terms of like high school and relationships, I feel like a lot of influencers have the same experience, especially with like having no privacy. I know a lot of girl TikTokers do deal with that as well as guys. But you know, like when you're a girl who has mainly guy followers, it can be a little more creepy people who are very obsessive. So I find that a lot of them that I've talked to have had very similar experiences. For those who have had any like creepy people try to like intimidate them online or in person, what advice would you give them? If it's something that worries you, don't be afraid to like tell your parents if you are younger or even if like you're 18 or 19, don't be afraid to like tell your parents or if there's threats, don't be afraid to get like authorities involved because I know sometimes it was very hard to tell a parent because it's such a like a topic that you don't really want to talk about with your parents, right? But you know, you shouldn't be afraid to. So is it that easy to hack someone's Instagram? No. So he practiced on video recording, which is really dumb because now we have the evidence that he did it. Him calling my service provider, pretending to be my dad. He convinced the person that he was on the phone with to give him my SIM card. So when you have someone's SIM card, you're basically like holding everything in their phone. He was in my emails. He was in my texts. He didn't need anything to hack it. It was already signed in pretty much. What happened to the guy who gave it to them? Yeah, did you change companies or phone people? Yeah, we we did change companies, but <laughs> they let him in like three times. Oh he, they let him into mine twice and into my mom's. So we were very mad because we even told them, we were like, you better put a privacy thing and like a little note on our account. And eventually it got to the point where we have to make our accounts as if they don't exist. So if we want to get into our accounts, we have to do all this like weird stuff to like get into it because it's like we don't exist on the internet i know harry and i were like putting together you know some questions before and stuff and the thing we love about these conversations is they always 
have interesting turns and stuff. This is crazy that this happened. Like sim swapping, like all these new terms. Is there any other like crazy things that have happened in your life that are like this or is this just... Yeah, I do have, I do have some good stories. I remember after the stalker thing happened, we had to get cameras like all over my house because a lot of people knew where I lived. And I think the funniest thing was watching people like go up to my bedroom window and like look inside and like try and run away as if we don't have cameras or like people coming to my door and like being like, hey, is this person home? Or I remember one person sent 40 pizzas to my house almost every single week. Yeah. And (laughs) that's free food, free food. Yeah. And well, actually it wasn't free because we'd have to pay for it. So he didn't like prepay. So when it came to us, we'd either have, we'd have to pay for it or be like, you got to go and we're wasting all these pizzas. But on the little notes, they have like receipts and written on the receipt would be like, Hey, I love you from Germany. And I was like, what? Why are you sending me pizza? If you truly (laughs) love Ava, everyone pay for the pizza. One Valentine's day, I think it was last Valentine's day. Someone sent me Pandora. And honestly- I I wish you didn't know my address, but I do appreciate it. That must be the weirdest <laughs> gift. I guess we've like navigating the future. Like, is social media something you want to do for ages? What's your plan with this? I don't really see it as like a career that I'm going to like do for the rest of my life. I think it's been, especially after everything, I'm trying to treat it as just something to do for fun because I find when I feel too pressured to post or too pressured to do something, I won't do it. So I try and just treat it as like a little side hustle and like a fun thing to do. You know, if I'm bored or I have time, I don't see it as a career, I don't think. What do you see as a career for you? I want to be a therapist. I just, I really want to help oh, people. That's so cool. Yeah. I think especially after everything, I just, I really want to, I want to help people for sure. I definitely want to help teens and stuff. I know like, especially with everything like COVID and who knows how long it's going to last. I know it's affecting a lot of people and that's why I kind of want to get into this to, you know, kind of help whoever I can. How do you stay grounded? What types of things do you do? Is it just horse riding? You know, what else are you doing? I think horse riding has definitely always been kind of my number one thing to do. Whenever I go to the barn, I can just put my phone away and hop on my horse and, you know, do my little thing. So it's always been very relaxing for me, except for when she ran me over. But we don't blame her. It's okay. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, that's another. I did get ran over by my horse. We were going around a corner and she must have, she kicked something with her back legs and her whole like front of her body went down and I went like flying, slapped the ground. And then it was either she runs into the wall or over me and she chose me. So she stepped on my wrist and then on my thigh. So I have this like six scar on my thigh now. Like it's so cool, but it hurt a lot. It hurt a lot. (laughs) I feel like my life has been like so protected and sheltered that I've been wrapped in bubble wrap after hearing (laughs) all these stories. I wanted to ask you, Ava, what do you think? think about yourself? I see myself as a very positive person. And I like to take pride in the fact that I can say that I'm a strong person. You know, I've gone through a lot and I've been able to still stay positive regarding everything that's happened. And I just, I take pride in that, I think. Yeah. I would have deleted social media and everything like ages ago. And not just that though, like, you know, it's bigger than social media because I feel like life throws us a bunch of curveballs. We go through relationships that put us through trials, experiences. Unfortunately for a lot of people, those experiences sort of derail them. And 
they don't find their way back to like live life to the fullest, but you're doing that. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think it's really easy to find comfort in being sad because it is comforting for a lot of people. And it's easy, you know, I could have gone off the rails when that all happened and just got into like this really bad mindset or started doing bad things. But I'm very lucky that I had a lot of support to kind of keep me off of that, you know. Who is someone that has helped you the most? Is it a family member or like a friend that's like just been there for you? It's definitely Gabriel. Shout out, Gabriel. Yeah. Well, hey, Gabriel. Um, yeah, no, he's been my best friend since I was in like grade 10. We FaceTime like every day. He knows everything about me. I know everything about him. And he's just been very, very supportive through everything. And he's, he's always stuck with me. There's never been a time when he wasn't helping me through something. That's awesome. And Harry, who is yeah. someone who's been supportive for you? No, I think my family for sure has been there for me. I think I have a good friend group as well. Like Will is really supportive and him and I have really long chats and there. So shout out Will on the other mic. Thanks, man. What about you, Will? You better say me. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, Harry already knows. Love him. I think people who support me, I think when I think of that question, I also think of like role models that have my life. And for me, like role models are people that I I know. My dad's been really supportive. And, you know, both my parents have been, you know, looking back, it would have been hard for them to see the vision. I've always believed in me. So props to them. Ava, what are you excited for this year in 2022? I have found a lot of peace this year. Like it's been so nice and so easy for me so far. And I'm just really excited to kind of be able to do the things that I love more often because Considering like high school and everything that happened afterwards, it was very hard to find time for myself and very hard to do things for myself. So I'm just really excited to kind of go see my horse more often, be with my friends more often. It's also like my gap year. So I'm not in school right now and I kind of have all this time to do what I like and travel maybe, that kind of stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah. I really want to go to Greece, maybe Italy. It's really pretty there. I love Europe. I think it's, it's gorgeous. If you can work on one part of your mental health right now, what would it be? I think confidence. I still deal with insecurities, even though they may not be as bad as before, but I definitely want to work on kind of being more confident in myself. And yeah, I think that's it. What traits are you looking for in the people you surround yourself with? If you would like to try and manifest right now. Very accepting. Communication is very important to me. People who can communicate and kind of bounce off you when you speak, outgoing, social, like those are the kind of people that I can really click with. Just nice people, nice genuine people. That's where I'm going for. Love that. Well, I hope the next year brings you so much success and I hope you get to go to Greece soon. And yeah, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. It's all good. So Will, I really liked that chat with Ava. I think firstly, I learned a lot. Like I really got a different insight into how someone's life and the different experiences that she's had because they're so far from what I've experienced on social media. I can't necessarily like relate to it because I've never experienced it, but I can understand how beneficial that chat was because I was able to learn the signs and the things that people do online and how you need to be so much more careful when doing things online and being active online and having an audience online. Like what she had to go through was so stressful 
and would have given her so much anxiety that I couldn't understand how to deal with that. And now by having that chat, I really do understand how to navigate those situations if they ever were to happen. Yeah. What was the biggest thing you took from it, Will? Um, again, I mean, I think this is just such a sort of unique situation that she found herself in. That said, I'm sure that there are people in the world that have, have experienced sort of, you know, someone not wanting to let you go or like not wanting to give you space. And so I think the point she made about, you know, she went to her friend's and she confided in them and that really helped her through it. I think that could help some people because I think out of that, there's a lot of similar experiences that you could use that for. And so whilst you may not be getting stalked, it could be like an ex-partner or something. I think some of the way she went about that was really positive. It's really cool to see her sort of starting to go through this journey of pushing her outside you know, her comfort zone. I can only imagine what she'd be feeling. And I think I just learned and grew in empathy after hearing it because it's never something I've experienced either. And I think this is probably the first time on the Really Mental show that we've had a situation that we actually have not been in. So, I mean, I think I've just sort of took that, those overarching things and how she reacted to the situation and the trigger. I thought that was really cool. And I just think that she's really inspiring for going through that and still being able to have a positive outlook on life. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you share this with a friend if you think it could help them. Subscribe to Really Mental and follow us on our socials, Really Mental Podcast. Again, if you like this, please rate it five stars. I truly believe Ava's story and her journey was a five-star journey. It's worth that for sure. Get ready for next week. We have an incredible musician coming on next week, Lexi Jade. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We just shared a secret with you, so hopefully you can keep it. We'll see you then. And thank you for your time. Even when you lose all hope, you go deeper than you've gone. Hold on till you can't no more. I just want to end this episode today, Will, by like talking directly to the audience saying like, if you guys are struggling, Will and I aren't like professionals in this field. We're just telling our experiences through stories and kind of just sharing what we've been through. But if you are really struggling, we do highly suggest going to see a therapist and professional help because they will be the ones that can really help you in your situation. Yeah, of course. Feel free to share your stories with us and DM us. We want to know what you're going through, but make sure you take the time to speak to a professional because that's going to give you the most help. That said, we hope that these stories and the people we've spoken to can really help you on your journey to finding that right person, whether it's a therapist or that friend to talk to about it. Make sure you take the time to do that. 